Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Healthier Together podcast. I'm your host, Liz Moody, and I'm a best-selling author and longtime journalist. This podcast is all about helping you live your healthiest, happiest life, whether we're sharing how to use points to get free luxury vacations, learning neuroscience tips for alleviating anxiety, or diving into a zen approach to productivity secrets. And yes, those are all real episodes, so if any of those topics sound good to you, scroll on back in the archives. Today is a brand new edition of our How I Learned to Love My Body series, where I interview some of my favorite women on the planet about their personal body journeys. I wanted to call this How I Learned to Love My Body versus Accept It or Be Neutral About It because to me, love isn't all butterflies and rainbows. It's ups and downs. Some days it feels effortless and some days it feels truly impossible. But at the core, there's this feeling of like, we're in this together for the long haul. I've had some amazing women on previous episodes like Mega Babe founder Katie Storino and Confidence Queens Rayan Longas and Christina Zias. So if you are interested in this topic, I highly recommend you check those out. Just Google Healthier Together, How I Learned to Love My Body, and they should come right up. Today's guest is model Hunter McGrady. Hunter has appeared in the coveted Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition a whopping five times. And trust me, I get all of the scoop on how that happened and what that's like in the episode. She is also the host of the Model Citizen podcast and the creator of her own swimsuit fashion line for QVC called All Worthy. On this episode, Hunter shares her entire modeling journey from being kicked off of a shoot for not being thin enough to gracing the pages of Sports Illustrated at six months postpartum. She shares the five-minute exercise that transformed her perception of her body, which I am definitely going to try, and I want to hear from any of you if you try it too. She shares how her relationship with her body changed throughout her pregnancy and through motherhood, how to stop comparing your body to other people's, how to feel great trying on clothes, even swimsuits, how she gets out of a bad body spiral, model secrets for looking good in pictures, and so much more. These are always really fun, chatty episodes. I love recording them, and I am so glad that you love listening to them too. Hunter and I would love to hear what's resonating as you're listening, so screenshot and tag us on Instagram. I am at Liz Moody, and she is at Hunter McGrady. And if you are inspired to share with a friend, family member, or coworker, that is so appreciated. I feel like we all know someone in our lives who's not going to have the summer that they deserve because they're worried about how they look in a swimsuit, so please, let's nip that right in the bud and send them a link. Okay, let's get right into Hunter McGrady sharing how she learned to love her body. Hunter, I am so happy to have you here with me. Oh my gosh, Liz. I'm so excited to be here and happy that we got to like finally connect. I think this has been a few months in the making. Yes. I'm such a huge fan. Amazing. So let's just get right into it. I would love to hear a little bit more about your journey with your body. Like what has your relationship been with it over time? Oh my goodness. I come from a background of entertainers. My dad is an actor My mom was an actress as well, but she was also mainly a model. My grandmother was a model. So I kind of grew up. Yeah. And my aunt also was a model. So I grew up around the entertainment industry and I knew right away from a very young age that I wanted to be a part of it. Were they like famous models? Like, would they be in magazines and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My mom went by Brynja Willis. And my dad is still an actor, Michael McGrady. If you looked him up, you'd know his face. He's been in 
so many things. But so yeah, I was always around it. And I always knew from a young age that that's kind of what I wanted to be a part of, even as young as like five, six years old. I loved being in front of the camera. And at around 14, 15 years old, I finally told my parents, I was like, listen, I want to take the plunge. I want to go into a modeling agency and see what this is all about. At that time, there was no plus size modeling wasn't a thing at all. Like there was nothing to be talked about in in that realm. So I was very, very thin. I'm six feet tall and I was about like 114 pounds. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It was a size two. Now I'm a size 20. So you can just tell it looks very different from what I am now. And I was kind of just doing everything in my power to stay the thinnest I could be before I was going into these agency meetings. And when I went in to meet with them, they immediately told me, they were like, listen, you're beautiful. You have everything except we need you to lose some more weight. Like that's just is what it is that you're not going to be able to fit into the samples. and you know, as a 16 year old, you're like a sponge. So you think, oh my gosh, I'm not good enough. I need to really do more. So I took that to heart and I did. And I worked out for hours a day. I would eat barely anything. And finally, I booked a t-shirt job, a t-shirt company. And I showed up on set with my mom. She drove me down and I walked in and the producers were kind of looking at me up and down and they came over and they said, we are so sorry, but we didn't realize how big you were. And I was heartbroken. I was so gut-wrenched. It was so terrible. And from that day forward, I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I will no longer allow this to be my life. I was so depressed. I had so much anxiety surrounding it, surrounding my weight. I was at like 15, 16 years old. You're not even fully grown into your body yet. Like you haven't even fully hit your pinnacle of like past puberty. So I took some time off and I had to, you know, really go to therapy and learn to really like love my body again and and to give myself that grace. And it took a long time. And then at 18 years old, I learned about plus size modeling because it was starting to kind of be talked about. And I went into an agency and they took me on as a plus size model which kind of created my career and and who I am today. Okay, I have so many questions. I'm curious, (laughs) growing up, your parents are also in this very appearance-focused industry. What was their approach to your body? Like, did they talk about your body needing to look a certain way? Your mom was there at that t-shirt thing. How did she respond to that? What was that like? My mom and my dad were always like, don't buy into what they're saying. It's silly. They've never commented on my body. You know, my mom was very body positive. Like she never has ever said, oh yeah, you should lose weight or you, yeah, you actually do need to do this. Like she was always like, F them. And when that happened with the t-shirt company, oh my God, she got so upset. She was like, you're going to, not only are you going to give us gas money to get back home, but you're also going to buy us lunch too, because this is ridiculous. Like she went, off on them. And she was all for me taking a break because I think, of course, now I have a son and I can't imagine seeing your kid just constantly being told they're not good enough as they are and what that would kind of bring. So she she was really, really upset for sure. So then did you grow up thinking there's something wrong with society, not there's something wrong with me? No, I thought there was something wrong with me. 
even with your parents being like, mm-hmm. you're amazing, you're wonderful, it's mm-hmm. them. Yeah, because I didn't see anyone but thin, white, blonde women being represented for my whole life growing up. I didn't see representation. There was no a variety of sizes on my television or magazines. There was not a ton of different ethnicities represented. I didn't yeah. see anything other than like a very narrow skew of of people. So I thought, well, I guess that's what I have to be then. I guess that's it. That's all that's out there. That's what's being shown. So I thought it was me. And I was also too wrapped up in that to really understand that it was actually society that needed to change, not me. That I didn't learn that until, I mean, many years later. I'm still in therapy. I still go to therapy and, and I'm very vocal about that. But I didn't learn that until I was maybe, you know, 2021 20, that I really was like, oh, okay, this is a bigger issue. And I see that. And we're going to definitely get into the mental health stuff because that's hugely important to me as well Mm -hmm. from a personal perspective. I'm also curious, did you feel like pretty in school amongst your friends? What was your self-conception in your social life? Oh my God, no, I did not. I was so bullied in school Mm. that I actually was taken out after freshman year. I was taken out of high school and I did independent studies because the bullying got so bad that like girls were literally threatening my life and like stealing from me. And they knew I wanted to be a model and they were Uh. like, you'll never, you'll never, you're not pretty enough to be a model, yada, yada, yada. And so I literally wouldn't go to school without a full face of makeup. I would wake up early. I would straighten the heck out of my hair. I would put a full face of makeup on. I would cry if my outfit wasn't perfect. Like it was really, really stressful going to school because I believed because I was like, oh, well, they're telling me this, these girls at school and these agencies are telling me this and this company. So they must be right. And I had that in my head. Have any of them like slid into your DMs since you were in Sports Illustrated? All of them. (laughs) Wait, really? All (laughs) of them. And they're always like, hey, girl, (laughs) we're so proud of you. Like you've come such a long way. And I'm like, I'm just... Do you, what do you say? I leave them on read for my <laughs> mental health. I'm like, this is so triggering. I feel like I would be so tempted to be like, oh, like, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> yeah, I know. And then like, of course, that goes through my head at first. And then I always have my mom replaying in my head. She's always like, kill with kindness, kill with mm. kindness. So. <laughs> She's a smart person. So yeah. you've talked about you were in therapy. I read that you had severe depression because mm. of your struggles with your body and with just not feeling good enough. Can you tell me a little bit about the process of climbing out of that? Was there like an aha moment? Yeah. So I work with a therapist and I'll never forget. She told me to do an exercise, not like a physical exercise, but a a mental exercise. She said, listen, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go home. I want you to shower. I want you to strip any makeup off, anything off of you. I just want you to just get down to your bare you. And I want you to get out. I want you to look in the mirror and slick your hair back so your face Mm. is front and center. Everything is front and center. And I want you to say five things that you want to love about yourself. She Mm. said, I know you're not going to love them about yourself right now, but that you want to love about yourself in the mirror to yourself. And I was like, this is so silly, but whatever. I'll humor her and I'll do it. 
And I did it and I had a really hard time doing it. And I was, I started crying and I just thought, what is this about? I hate this. I hate doing this. And I came back and she was like, how was it? And I said, well, it wasn't great, to be honest with you. It was awful. (laughs) It was awful. I didn't feel good. And I I had a hard time finding things to say about myself. And she said, great, I want you to do that every single time you shower. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I did. And soon enough, after enough times, the things that I wanted to love about myself ended up being the things that I loved about myself. And those things grew and grew and grew and grew. And instead of five things, it was 10 things. And then 10 became 20. And then I started looking at myself, not for the way that I looked, but now it became inner, right? I was like, I love the way I look. Now it's about like, my inner workings. And it really has been impactful for me. And I still do it. What, 13 years later, I still do this exercise. And I'm not naked every time, but even if I'm not feeling great, and I just find myself and I look at myself dead in the eyes and I say things that I love about myself. And she really had a point of saying, it starts in our head, right? Like it starts up here and everything else connects. We live in such a physical health driven society that we forget about our mental health, but our Mm. mental health is really the catalyst to get us going, right? Even with the physical health, like you can get up in the morning and say, oh, I'm not going to work out today. I don't feel like this. You can, your mental can make checks of everything you should and shouldn't be doing and can talk you out of anything. So when that's right, everything else follows. And I saw that happen with this exercise. And that was kind of my aha moment of, okay, I'm not wrong. My body's not wrong. But the way that I'm thinking about it has been wrong. And that all stems from society brainwashing us to believe we're wrong, right? It's a money-making move. It's a multi-billion dollar business for us to not like ourselves. You're listening to the Healthier Together podcast. If you like saving both money and time on healthy food, you are going to love this. I've been a fan of Thrive Market forever. Fun fact, they were actually one of the first brands that I worked with when I transitioned to full-time content creation, and that happened even though I barely had an audience because I just reached out to my absolute top favorite brands and pestered them until they wanted to work with me. And I am so excited because right now, all of you amazing listeners out there can get 40% off your first order when you join Thrive Market today and a free gift worth over $50. I love Thrive Market for so many reasons, but I'd say the convenience factor is absolutely at the top of the list. You can find everything from pantry staples like spices, rice, and cacao to the more specialty items that I used to have to go to like three grocery stores to find, like arrowroot or pumpkin puree when it's out of season or an organic pasta sauce that's actually free of added sugar. They also have pasture-raised and grass-fed meat, which is shipped frozen to your door and bath and body essentials like sunscreen, toothpaste, and deodorant, so it's really one-stop shopping. Also, let's be real, most of us get a lot of the same stuff every time we go to the store. Thrive remembers that, so it's easy to add all of your personal go-to items back to your cart, and then you can browse to throw in new fun stuff to try, like avocado oil chips or dark chocolate-covered almonds. I highly recommend both of those, by the way. Also, let's talk about prices for a second. I'm not going to lie, eating healthy can be expensive. One of the best things about Thrive Market is that they guarantee the lowest prices on everything they sell. 
literally, if you find a lower price somewhere else, they will match it. I feel like I should say that again because it's like a big deal. Literally, if you find a lower price somewhere else, they will match it, which means Thrive Market's prices are the lowest ones anywhere. Seriously, browse their stuff. It's already the lowest price on so many of the products. It's the lowest price I've seen on almond flour, which I love to use in my baked goods to make them more blood sugar stable, but it can often be so pricey. Everything is carefully vetted for quality of ingredients and sourcing. Like if it's on Thrive Market, it's pretty much Liz Moody approved. And I do not say that lightly. You can also search by over 90 values. So you can quickly find the brand qualities that matter to you most, whether you're looking for certified B corporations, gluten-free or keto products, or BIPOC-owned businesses. Voting with our dollar is so important, and the fact that Thrive Market makes it so easy to put your money where your mouth is, literally, is such a huge win. Can your grocery store do that? Now it can when you go to thrivemarket.com slash healthier together. Join today and get 40% off your first order and a free gift worth over $50. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash healthier together to get 40% off your first order and a free gift worth over $50. Thrivemarket.com slash healthier together. Now let's get back to the episode. Can you share some of the things you might say? Like if somebody is like, am I supposed to say, my nose? Am I supposed Mm -hmm. to say my sense of humor? Like, what does it look like if somebody's trying it for the first time? For me, because I was so wrapped up in my physical, and I think a lot of us are, it's not you. It's just the way that we are bred in today's society. It was physical. For me, it was my hips were my biggest, like, Every time I went in somewhere, someone was like, you have to lose weight off of your hips. You have to lose weight off of your hips. And I was like, there's bone. I can't do it. It's just the way I'm built. And so that was my number one. I said, you know, I love my hips. I love my thighs. I love my inner arms. I always hated my inner arms and my outer arm too, because I had like these like red, it's called a KP, which they have. Keratosis pilaris. Yeah. Like things like that, literally physical things that I would pinpoint And it felt really like weird at first to look at yourself that way and look at these things and say out loud, I love my hips. I love my inner arms. I love my thighs. I have a little bump on my nose. Like I love the bump on my nose. You know, things like that. It doesn't even have to be five. Start with one if that's what you're comfortable with. And is it okay if it feels totally fake or do you need to find it's gonna something feel you feel totally love about fake. your nose? It's going to feel totally So fake. you don't need to be like, well, my hips, I normally hate them, but actually they're like, you don't have to talk yourself yeah. into it. You can just say the words yeah. and it can say be Say the words. Yep. You're going to feel like you're a faker. Okay. Because you're like, I don't love this about yeah. me. I don't. Trust me. And there's been so many studies on this, of, on the connectiveness of the way that we talk to ourselves. And, and they've done studies on the way that you could talk to water molecules, literally, and we're made up of water and flowers and things like that. Like there's so much around it that just connects everything. And it is going to feel mm. fake. It's going to feel really awkward and weird. It's going to be uncomfortable. But just following through with it. Just give it a couple months. Try it every day. Try it when you're driving in your rear view mirror, mm. like whatever it is. And I think you're going to see a really, really big change. Are there any other mental health practices that you still do on a regular basis that you find especially helpful? It can either be in relation to your body or just in relation to your mental health generally. 
I still do therapy. I think that that's like the biggest thing for me. I also am very vocal about like, if you need medication, take medication. That is another thing. Speak to a psychiatrist. That is very, very important to me. And that has been something that has helped me tremendously. I think a lot of times people think with depression, especially that it is, there's situational depression, of course, and like that sadness, but then there's also clinical where there's like a serotonin imbalance. And that's where medication can really come in and be of service. And then I think meditation has been really helpful. I Mm. use the app Insight Timer and it is so cool how it works. Like there's so many incredible speakers on there who will do like meditations with you or, and they're all different lengths. Like you could do a two minute meditation or a five minute or 10 minute and an hour. And it's free. Like you yeah. can pay for a paid version, I think to like download or take courses or whatever, but I'm not sponsored by Insight Timer yeah. in any way. <laughs> but it's crazy to me how much is on there for mm-hmm. free. I don't pay for it. Yeah. I use all the free stuff. I started paying for it so I could download sound baths because I'm afraid of flying. So I listened to them in the airport and on planes and it's helped me so much. If somebody, Oh my God. It's, and I, I hadn't realized you could like play them on your phone for some reason that hadn't occurred to me. And then when yeah. it did, I was like, I can create this environment anywhere. This is transformative. Do you I have know. a favorite meditation if somebody wanted to start with one? I do. Let me get her up because sh- this girl is... She's amazing. And I always go to hers. I also really like it. Like I have, sometimes I have trouble falling asleep and I think that they have some sleep ones. So if you're looking for some, then I think that that's a really great one. Let me see. Okay. Her name is Sarah Blondin. Okay. And my favorite ones from hers are making your life sacred, Mm. accepting change, and loving and listening to yourself. Listen to loving and listening to yourself by Sarah Blondin first. I think that this one that she goes through, especially if you're kind of like learning to love your body, that's a really, really nice one. She kind of just like does what I'm saying about the mirror thing, but you can just lay down and kind of like have someone tell you it. So that might be a nice like starter segue into it. Are there any other wellness things that you've tried that you feel like move the needle generally? I really love to Peloton. I loved SoulCycle before. I think that that is what I'm going to be completely honest. I don't love working out, but I love cycling. I finally found something that really made me feel good. And I got it during the pandemic, like everybody else in the world. And that was something that really helped get me through the pandemic, too. I was like, whoa, what is going on? Our world is wild. I'm always interviewing doctors and I'm trying to get them to say, what's the best workout for this? What's the best workout for this? And they're always just like the best workout is the one that you like to do and that you will do consistently. And I feel like when you hear that, sometimes it goes in one ear and out the other, because if you hate working out, you're kind of like, well, there's never going to be work that I really like. So I might as well just suffer through this. But it's always really heartening when people are like, no, no, just keep looking. It's out there. You mm-hmm. will find it. I promise. Oh, it really is. Like I hated working out. I hated it. I dreaded it. Then I learned about Soul Cycle and I went and did Soul Cycle classes and I was like, oh my God, this is such an adrenaline rush. And then when the pandemic happened, I was like, how can I get this at home? So I now I do the Peloton and I love it. It's not exactly the same as being in a class with other people, but I do still really love it. As far as eating goes, it's funny because I think people think plus size models just like sit around all day and eat ding dongs and like don't do anything. And it's like, it couldn't be further from the truth. 
my husband is vegan. So I stick to the, you know, as much of a vegan diet as he will. My son eats like cleaner than all of us. Our nanny is so incredible. She's like, everything has to be organic. Like if I buy one thing that's not organic, she's like, I can't give it to him. <laughs> the baby. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, really? Because he literally had like a chicken nugget last week. <laughs> one of my best friends, her dad is a trainer and she told me something really awesome recently. She said, we eat so we can train. We don't train so we can eat. And I thought that was such an interesting thing. And I really was like, yeah, you're mm. right. Like just kind of changing that aspect. Now I'm against like this super heavy diet culture. I don't believe in like diets and things like that, but I do believe in eating well and eating good and nutritious and in all those things. I think that that's really important, but also not beating yourself up if you, God forbid, have a slice of cake or treat yourself. Like, I think that there's a real big toxic culture around that too. As a model, because obviously your career is still really focused on you looking a certain way mm -hmm. when you're eating or when you're working out, are you thinking about how it's going to impact how you look? Or are you thinking about how it's going to impact your mental health or like your fuel, your energy, all of that? Or is it somewhere in between because your looks still are an important part of your job? They are. It's about how I feel. Always. My body is going to change. It's going to fluctuate. We're humans, right? Like I've had to meet my body several times in my life. I've had to meet my body when I started gaining weight and just kind of like loving myself again and actually feeding myself and nutritiously and and in that way, then I got pregnant and then I was pregnant and I had to learn to love that body. And now I'm postpartum and I've had to really learn this body. So my body is going to change regardless of if I'm eating clean or not. Like it's just because we grow and we are malleable as humans, right? I have that taken care of. This is more about how I feel, my energy and like getting out and doing things and running around after my son and things like that. I think that's the most important thing for me. Is the plus size industry, I don't know anything about modeling at all. I'm five foot one. So it was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, there's a spot for you too, girl. We need all representation. Yeah, we need some short representation in the modeling <laughs> world. But is the plus size modeling world just like you can look however you want or there's still body standards you're supposed to adhere to within it? Believe it or not, like there is still body standards that you have to adhere to. And it's funny. I had shot for Sports Illustrated the first time in 2016, and I was like a larger 14, like a small 16. And I was at the height, like I had just done something that was so epic, it was following the heels of Ashley Graham. And it was like so incredible. And my agents were like, yeah, but you have to lose weight because you're going to lose all your other e-commerce clients. And I was like, what? They were like, yeah, they're not going to book a size 16. They want a 14. And What's crazy about it is they were right. But I, of course, just who I am and my personality, I was like, oh, I don't care. I'll lose them then. I don't care. I'm not changing who I am. They need to change to fit with me. And I still am like that. I'm still like, I truly believe that we need to head into a direction to represent all body types because I have been everything from a size two to a size 22 and everything in between. And 
I think that we need that representation. And if it takes me having to lose a couple clients and be loud on the other side of things, then so be it. And I have held that stance and I just shot my sixth year or my fifth year with Sports Illustrated last year. And I was just shy of six months postpartum and they've taken me for every stage in my body. They have taken me and loved me and accepted me. And that's what it's about. You're listening to the Healthier Together podcast. We love talking about our gut health here on the Healthier Together podcast, which is why I'm so excited to share the life-changing Seed Daily Symbiotic. I actually discovered Seed back when I was working as an editor full-time. A bottle came across my desk and I was instantly taken by how cute the green glass packaging is. Then I found out that that packaging was actually refillable so that Seed could share its products as sustainably as possible. And then I actually looked into the research behind Seed and, well, I was blown away. First of all, Seed is not just a probiotic. It is a symbiotic. That means it contains both pre and probiotics, which is super important. In fact, if you remember my Ask the Doctor Gut Health Edition, we talked about how prebiotics are one of the most important and often underlooked components of great gut health. Let me break it down for you. Probiotics are the live bacteria that are so beneficial to our gut health but prebiotics are the food that those probiotics need to thrive. If you don't have ample prebiotics, the probiotics you're consuming will be undernourished and not be able to help your health in the way that you want. Speaking of your health, there's also a common misconception that probiotics or symbiotics are for people with gut issues, which is so not true. Like, yes, the seed symbiotic is amazing for your gut health, but your gut health impacts everything in your entire body, your skin, your mental health, your cardiovascular health, your ability to actually assimilate the maximum amount of nutrients from all that healthy food you're eating, having a happy gut is critical for all of it. It is hard to narrow down everything else that I love about Seed. I am extremely particular with my supplements and I don't take many, but Seed is just stellar across the board. It's been tested and tested and tested. Seriously, their testing process is bananas to make sure that it has 100% survival through the digestive process, which is so rare. And somehow they do all of that without needing refrigeration, which is very handy. I find that when I have refrigerated probiotics, I just forget about them and they get buried behind old jars of pasta sauce, whereas I keep these on my bedside table, so I'm reminded to take them every single night. They also contain the 24 strains that are the most scientifically studied to support your whole body's health. I am obviously passionate about this stuff. Taking care of my gut has been a key part of my own anxiety journey, and Seed has been a vital part of that. So feel free to reach out with any questions. And if you like learning about gut health and how probiotics and prebiotics actually function, I highly recommend heading over to Seed.com. They have a whole educational section that breaks down the science behind your microbiome in some of the easiest to understand ways that I have ever seen. And if you'd like to try Seed for yourself and pretty much change your life forever, you can get 15% off your first month's supply of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic by going to seed.com slash daily dash symbiotic and using the code Liz Moody. Again, that's code Liz Moody on seed.com slash daily dash S-Y-N-B-I-O-T-I-C. Now let's get back to the episode. 
I also think it's so important that people like you who have power in an industry are taking these stances and fighting for change that way. It's like when Taylor Swift was like fighting to get artists paid on Spotify. It's like the people who have the power using it for good always makes me so you're like the Taylor Swift of the (laughs) (laughs) That's so nice. (laughs) It's my highest compliment. (laughs) It's true though. It's so true. Like New York Fashion Week, for instance, it's it's such a big thing every year. And three New York Fashion Weeks ago, I made the decision because I was getting invited to all these shows to sit front row and be dressed by the designers and blah, blah, blah. And I went and I thought, this is so silly. There's not one plus size model walking down this runway. Or this is so silly. They don't even make my size. They're custom making this. How can I sit here and be like, inclusivity for all? And then they're doing special things for me, or I'm not even being represented on the runway. I felt so silly. And I thought, well, okay, I'm done with this. I'm only going to attend shows that are truly inclusive, that are sending girls down the runway that also represent me. And they make clothes that fit me for real. And I had to turn down a lot of amazing designers who were giving me incredible opportunities to come to their shows and be dressed by them. Because I was like, yeah, okay, so I miss out on this, but I'm hoping that this is for a greater good. Because it is important to stand up. And if you do have a platform to use your voice and to be loud, because that's what makes a change. Totally agree. Good for you times infinity. So tell me about when you got Sports Illustrated the first time, what was that process like? Oh my gosh. So it's funny. I was actually in an interview. I had just shot for a magazine and they were doing a sit down and interview with me and my phone kept buzzing. And I was like, what? Literally they were recording me. And I was like, hang on one second. My phone was going off and it was my agent. And he was like, Hey, MJ day, who's the editor in chief of the swim issue is asking you to come down and meet her right now for the new issue. They want to meet with you to be in it possibly. And I was like, oh my God, this is my dream come true. I literally told the magazine, I was like, I'm so sorry. I have to go. Like (laughs) I was in literally leggings and a little sweater that had like- Wait, and they needed to see you like within like five minutes? Yeah. What was with the fast, did they not have their schedule planned out over there? It's interesting that it's such a fast turnaround. It was such a fast, I don't even know why. I don't know if it was the weekend or something or they needed to like book flight. I don't know what it was, Hmm. but I was like, I got to go. I was wearing leggings, sneakers, and a long V-neck with an H on it. Not what I would have imagined to go and see Sports Illustrated in, right? I was like doing my makeup in the car. My now (laughs) husband was driving me down there and I was like, oh my God. Okay. So I went in and, and I met with her and I met with everybody and she was like, listen, is this something you're interested in? Like, would you want to be in the issue? And I was like, uh, yeah, yes. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I flew to Anguilla and I shot my first year with them. I did body paint. I was one of the last girls to ever do body paint. You know how they always had those iconic swimsuits painted on, which was Mm -hmm. like incredible that I was able to do that. And then they asked me back and I, I've been with them for five years now. So they, you know, met me at 22 and I shot with them last year when I was 28. 
Do you know how they found you? Did your agent just submit you for the job? No, I had worked on a photo shoot with a magazine called Treats Magazine, and that was shot by James McCarry, okay. who is a photographer that is regularly shoots the swim issue. Okay. And he had told MJ, listen, you have to meet this girl. Mm. Her name is Hunter McGrady. Here's some photos we did. And then I shot with Ben Watts, who is another photographer for Sports Illustrated, and I shot on, on a campaign with him. And separately, he had also said to MJ, you have to meet this girl. So MJ was like, okay, these two separate people are saying this to me. Let's see what this is about, right? So then she had reached out and called my agent to go in and meet with me. So I wasn't submitted through my agency. It's funny because I actually told my agents, I said, that's my goal. And they, one of my agents was like, well, that's like, in 10 years. And I was like, no, that's my goal this year. And she kept saying, we'll see about that. And I was like, all right. Is she still your agent? No. (laughs) (laughs) It's also, it's a good lesson in bringing your all to all types of jobs and situations because you never know how those pieces are going to like fit into place and move you towards your dreams, even when you don't feel like it's linear, you know? Yep. Absolutely. Because if it wasn't for those two people on those jobs, I don't know where it would have been. And then what's the process? Like you're meeting with MJ the first time. Do you wear a swimsuit? Do you walk? Do you post? She doesn't cast in a swimsuit. That's one misconception because they do swim search now where anyone can kind of submit. And it's funny because they're always in swimsuits, which is great, of course. But MJ actually doesn't cast in a swimsuit. She wants to meet you as a person. She is like, I want to know who you are. I want to know your background and and what you want to do with your career and Mm. your personality. Like, that's what she cares about. And I think that's what really sets it apart. This whole issue is, yeah, there's beautiful women in it, but every single one of the girls has a bigger story and they have a bigger purpose and they really take this and run with it. And I think that's why there's such a big, when they do these casting calls, there's such a huge turnout. I mean, I did the first one with them in Miami like three years ago, and I think it was like 3,500 girls came out and stood in line to be casted because they know once you're in the issue, that's a huge moment. I mean, it was career making for me. It's the whole reason that I now have a clothing line and a podcast and I host a show. Like that's the whole reason around it. So it's such a big deal. And she's kind of like the key holder to that. But a lot of people don't know, like she really just wants to know you, your body and like you're the way you look is like, that's like the last thing. She's like, that's like kind of the cherry on top, but that's not what I'm here for. I think that's really special and what really sets it apart. It's the only issue of Sports Illustrated that I ever buy, and I buy it every year, and I love it. And I, I love the mo- I love first of all, I love the travel content, like yes. seeing the oh hotels and stuff like that. But then I also love when like the little interviews with the rookies of the year, and like the more that you get to see the women's personalities in that issue, the more I like it. Totally, we're all entrepreneurs. We've all created from that issue. What's it like behind the scenes on set? First of all, did you get to stay at an insane hotel? Because I feel like they're always insane properties. It's insane. Like, it's so funny because people always ask me, they're like, is modeling glamorous? Like, what do you get to do? And I'm like, everything leading up to Sports Illustrated 
is not so glamorous. <laughs> That's just being honest. Like you're, it's a lot of schlepping. It's a lot of like long days. But then Sports Illustrated, they really do it up. Like you're flying first class there. Mm. You're staying in the most gorgeous locations. I mean, they're bringing the most gorgeous locations in the entire world in the most gorgeous hotels in the entire world to this issue. And they're working simultaneously with these places. In 2019, I shot in Bali. That trip for me was life-changing. It was like we stayed in the most beautiful hotel and we just were able to go and work with the head of tourism and see the best of Bali and the Mm. best of these places. And this last year I was in Belize and I've done Costa Rica and Anguilla and... So I've been able to travel and see the world in a way that I would have never really been able to before. And they also want us to do excursions and stuff. So they set up each girl gets a day to do an excursion and go and kind of immerse themselves in the place. Is that just for your pleasure? It's because that's not in the issue. Well, so they do online. So you can see what excursions we did online. It's kind of both for like the tourism. If people want to go visit, you can see what you can do. Okay. But also it gives us girls a chance to actually see where we're shooting, right? Because a lot of times you fly in and then you, you shoot and then you fly out. Right. So they've tacked on like another day. So we're able to really go and see things and experience where we're at. The first time, were you nervous? Walk me through like the very first time going through all this? Was it clicky? It's so funny. The very first time Mm -hmm. I was so nervous. I was like, what am I doing? I literally, I had to fake it. Like I I was like, I'm going to fake it till I make it. Like, I'm just going to pretend that I like know what I'm doing and whatever. I got there and everybody had been working with each other for so many years, but you would never guess that I was just coming on the scene because I felt like I was with long lost family members that I hadn't seen in forever. I was like, wait, what is going on? MJ immediately felt like a mother figure. Mm. She was so sweet. She's so lovely and warm and inviting that it felt otherworldly. I was like, this is weird. What's going on here? And everyone just really wanted to make sure I was comfortable. It was all about making sure I felt my best and I felt comfortable and I felt beautiful and all these things. My first year I did body paint and that took 12 hours. Oh my God. Literally for people who haven't seen the issue, they paint a swimsuit on you basically, right? Is the idea. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Are you totally naked for that entire 12 hours? 100%. I'm literally laying on a table completely naked. What? Yeah. Do they paint your vagina? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Literally. I'm just walking in fresh off the plane. They're like, okay, we're going to give you a few hours to sleep. Your call time's 2 a.m. You're going to go and you're going to meet three people you've never met before, get completely (laughs) naked, and they're going to know every inch of your body for 12 hours. And you were just like, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. I was like, sweet, perfect. (laughs) And it was a trip, but it was so much fun. And me and the girls, they made me feel so comfortable. Joanne Gare, who'd been doing the body paint since like the very first issue. She's iconic. She did the paint. People still to this day will be like, I don't believe that that's paint. And I'm like, no, look closer. Are you guys just chatting the whole time? I slept for for a couple hours while they were painting me because I was like, I'm so tired. And then, yeah, we're talking, we're listening to music. It was really, really fun. It was awesome. An experience I'll never forget. And then you posed again six months after giving birth. So that was like, what, six months ago, roughly? That you posted yeah. for the newest issue? 
Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like Sports Illustrated is just wildly accepting and supportive, but I'm curious if you had to fight the narrative at all, either internally or coming from any other people about the whole getting your body back thing, because I think it's one of the grossest things societally that still exists. This idea that like you have created a human and we want to talk about what your stomach looks like is insane to me. So I'm curious how that was for you, knowing you had the shoot coming up. Yeah, it's funny. I'm so against it too, especially because for nine months, you're like oogled and ogled. It's like you're glowing. You've never Mm. looked more beautiful. And then the moment the baby comes out, they're like, so when are you going to get back? It's wild that we've accepted this as a culture. You're listening to the Healthier Together podcast. When I worked as a magazine editor, I wrote more than a thousand articles about turmeric because pretty much all of the doctors that I used as sources kept recommending it or citing it as one of the supplements that they would personally take. Here's the background. Turmeric is one of the most powerful ways to fight inflammation. In a nutshell, there are two types of inflammation, acute and chronic. Acute inflammation can actually be a good thing. It's one of the ways that your body heals and repairs itself. But when that system goes haywire, we get chronic inflammation, which essentially makes your body feel like it's constantly under attack. The vast majority of doctors I work with cite chronic inflammation as one of the root causes of so many of our modern ailments, and research links inflammation with heart disease, diabetes, autoimmune conditions, cancer, arthritis, and gut issues like Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. I am never going to sit around and tell you that a supplement will cure everything that ails you, but if you're looking for a turmeric supplement to help get your inflammation under control, I am extremely impressed with Paleo Valleys. To increase the bioavailability of turmeric, you need to consume it with black pepper, which most people know, and fat, which many people forget about. Paleo Valley's turmeric complex has black pepper and coconut oil to maximize absorption and three other powerful anti-inflammatories, ginger, rosemary, and clove for a maximum synergistic response. It also has no fillers, binders, or preservatives and is made with all organic ingredients and just a veggie capsule. Finally, it's third-party tested, which is something I always look for in supplements as extra assurance of their quality. I've had my uncle taking this for about three months, and he's gone from having debilitating back pain due to an autoimmune condition to being almost completely pain-free. Paleovality has a number of other incredibly high-quality food-derived supplements, including a vitamin C that I adore. Vitamin C is my ultimate favorite supplement for skin health, and a NeuroEffect mushroom powder that Zach loves for increasing energy and focus. So definitely explore their website. If you'd like to check out the turmeric complex, the vitamin C, the neuro effect, or any of Paleo Valley's other amazing products, head over to paleovalley.com and use the code LizM for 15% off. That's paleovalley.com and code LizM for 15% off your order. And if you have any questions, feel free to hit me up on Instagram. I love chatting about this stuff. Now, let's get back to the episode. It's so interesting. Even that idea really supports the idea that like women exist to be a mother, like that they don't have the right to love their body outside of when it's a vessel for creating the baby. And the second the baby's out, like we don't have the right to love our body anymore. Yep. That's a nail on the head right there. And right in there is very toxic and horrifying. And we have to change the narrative. I was six months into having a child. I didn't have time to think about getting my body back on track. I was also, I was grieving. I had lost my brother a month before I had given Mm. birth. 
I was grieving. I had a lot going on in my life. And MJ texted me and she was like, listen, say no, but we would love to have you in this issue. And I thought for about five minutes, I was like, you know what? Not really what I was at the year before. And then I was like, you know what? That's why I should do it actually. Mm. Because yeah, I'm not where I was at the year before, but I am strong and I am in this space where I want to make a impact and I want to make a point. And I did just that. I actually never felt more strong than in that shoot because I felt so powerful in what my body had accomplished Mm. and what my body had gone through and what I had gone through. And I felt powerful, the most powerful I had ever felt on any of the shoots. Is there anything that you would say to maybe somebody who's worried about how getting pregnant will impact their body or they're on the other side and they're worried about how it has impacted their body? Is there anything that you would say to them? I actually had a girl message me yesterday and say that she is so nervous for summer because she's going to have to show her arms. My response to her was, listen, don't be a bystander of life just because society has brainwashed us to believe that we should, like you just said, we shouldn't exist in our bodies exactly how they are, right? I refuse to allow a very money-hungry society that tells us that we need to be different, that we need to be this certain way. If we all grew up looking at like postpartum bodies, true real postpartum bodies Mm. right after exactly how they were, and we were told that they were beautiful, we would have nothing else to base off of. We would believe that. But we've been told otherwise, and we've been only seen one glorified body in media and social platforms and magazines. So we believe that that's the only acceptable body that should be glorified. And it's just not true. And to give yourself that grace and know that like you just did something so epic and there's so much more to you than like your stretch marks and your cellulite and all that. That's just normal human stuff. And I always tell people like, don't be a bystander of life. Go and do things and immerse yourself into it because life is so short and It's meant to be lived now, not yesterday, not tomorrow. Now go out, wear the damn swimsuit, go do things with your kids, go enjoy things with your partner, go enjoy things for you. You know, I think that that's so important. Can I put that into practice for a second? I'd love your advice on like a very specific situation type of thing. What does that look like if you go to the beach, you've talked yourself into wearing the swimsuit, you take your cover up off and There's another woman there who has a body that you find more desirable. Maybe she's getting more attention or something. And then you're immediately like back in your head and you're like, oh, if I look like that, I could have this type of life. Why do I look like this? What do you do in that type of scenario? I always look at someone and go, oh, she's beautiful. Okay, great. And then I'm going to go on and do my thing. There's nothing stopping you from having that kind of life. Like I've never looked at someone Mm. who's larger than me and been like, oh my God, she's so much larger than me. That's all in our head. And this goes back to what I was saying about how we're really all not looking at one another. We're really looking at ourselves. We live in a very selfish society, right? I don't know about you, but I've never looked at someone in a swimsuit and been like, oh my God, I hope she covers up. Never, not once. If anything, we're looking at ourselves going, oh my God, I feel I should cover up. Because we really are selfish 
just by nature, right? I think once you realize that, knowing like, okay, I can look at that girl and honor that girl and say she's she looks beautiful. She looks great. But I also look beautiful and great, right? Like Christmas lights are beautiful, but so are flowers. They're completely different things, but they both exist and they're both beautiful. I love that so much. And then also saying, okay, I'm going to go freely do something. I'm going to go jump in the ocean and act like a little kid. I'm going to go and do things. I'm going to lay out unapologetically because the truth of the matter is that we really are looking at ourselves. Mm. We're really not paying that much attention to other people. And if we are, that's only a reflection on you and not on them at all. And I think that that's another big thing that we have to really come to terms with. That was such good advice. So you've earned yourself another scenario. (laughs) (laughs) What about when you're trying on clothes, either swimsuits, you're a swimsuit designer, so I'm particularly interested in your thoughts on this. And you're like, oh, if I didn't have this belly pooch, the swimsuit would look really good. Or if my arms didn't look like this, the dress would look really good. What should we do in that type of scenario? Is it because of your pooch or is it just because of the way that you're thinking about it? I have friends who put something on and they say that and I'm like, really? Because I think you look incredible. It's all perspective, right? I have a best friend who will come to me with some things sometimes she'll be like, oh my God, my skin is so bad. Or, oh my God, I just feel so this way and that way. And my favorite is when people say, I feel fat. You can't feel fat. Fat is not a feeling. Okay. But that's a whole other conversation. But if my friend comes to me and says this, I'll be like, here's the thing. Just flip your narrative, right? Like, is that truly what's happening? Are you really feeling this way? What would I say to my best friend? What would I say about her, why can't I say that to myself? I think that we have to, as a society, really flip the way we're our own worst critics. Back to what I was saying about the beach, like we really are our own worst critics. If there's something, we'll find a reason wrong with us. Like we'll find something wrong with us no matter what. We really will. And I think that there's something so wrong about that. We don't take compliments as a society. We're like, oh, really? Oh, no, my hair. Oh, God. Oh, that's a personal practice I do. I have taken it upon myself to always just say thank you when I get Mm -hmm. a compliment. I try to sit in the compliment for a second and just be like, somebody said something nice to me. I don't need to deflect it. I don't need to immediately compliment them back to, you know, make the focus on them. I can just sit in the compliment and feel it. Yeah. A lot of people don't do that. I think it's huge. It's been a huge practice for me. I think it's a really good one to adopt because we as a society will automatically find something wrong with us. And we're just furthering this whole mental teardown of our self-esteem and our self-worth. The moment someone compliments you and you deflect it, you're just adding on another nail that has to be broken down and another one and another one. And it's like, why? Why do we do it to ourselves? Outside of pregnancy, has being a mom changed your relationship with your body at all? Oh my gosh. Hugely. I actually had kind of a moment when my son was about eight months old. I was giving him a bath and I was just like looking at his sweet little body and I was like, oh my God, this child is perfect to me. And if he A, ever grew up and said anything about his body, I would be offended because I would be like, I made this perfect body. Do not talk about it like that, please, because this is perfection to me. And I also thought, God, if I ever said anything about my body in front of him, how would he feel? Mm. Because my body made his body. If my mom said something about her body, I would be like, what the heck, mom? Like, 
that makes me feel so sad because you created my body yeah. and that's kind of huge, right? So it really has kind of flipped the whole narrative even more so for me of just around like self-love and what I hope for him to love about his body. I hope he grows up and he loves his body and he also treats other people with that respect and whoever he ends up loving. Like, I hope that he honors them and never makes them feel less than. Do you ever have bad body days still? Like, do you ever kind of have moments that send you in a spiral? And what do you do when that happens? All the time because I'm human, right? Like, I think a lot of times people think confidence is like you wake up and you're confident and that's it, done, voila. But confidence is such a journey. There is no destination. There just isn't. You don't reach that point and then you're done. It's a constant yeah. journey. And honestly, I have those days and I allow myself to have those days because I know I am human. And where there's darkness, there's light. Where there's negative self-talk, there's hopefully positive self-talk, right? But I also let myself know that this is a moment. This is an hour or a day. It's not who I am. Mm. I don't let it define me. So then that's when I really kind of hone in those affirmations and those things that I've learned, you know, that we've talked about on this podcast. Like that's when I really kind of take that time out and I hone that in. I find a lot of times it happens, especially before my period. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of women can relate to this. I'm always like, oh, I just like don't feel like my greatest. If I know my period's coming up, I'm like, I'm kind of going to like lean into these affirmations right now. You're listening to the Healthier Together podcast. You guys always reach out and ask me the best supplements you should take or how you should be modifying your diet and exercise for a specific issue that you're trying to deal with. And while I try to give you as many tools as possible on this podcast, at the end of the day, we're all individual, unique humans with individual, unique needs which is why I am so excited to introduce you to this week's sponsor, Wild Health. Wild Health is a new approach to healthcare called precision medicine. Basically, they analyze your DNA, blood work, lifestyle, and more to provide you with truly personalized healthcare. And because it's so personalized, you get phenomenal results. They've had outcomes like a 39% reduction in inflammation or a 15% improvement in HRV. HRV, by the way, is an incredible marker of overall health that I think we're going to be using a lot more in the future. I am planning to do a whole podcast episode on it. They can see how many hours of sleep that you truly need a night or how caffeine personally impacts your body. They can see your biological age, which might be vastly different than your chronological age, and actually impact that to increase your health and lifespan. I'm a person who's been nervous about testing my DNA forever just because I'm anxious about what I might learn, but this is so different than other DNA tests out there because they give you action steps to actually reduce risks of negative outcomes versus like, oh, here you have these scary genes, good luck. You can actually do something about it, which always helps my anxiety so much. Like all of the doctors on this podcast, Wild Health really focuses on the root causes behind your health instead of just treating symptoms as they spring up. And they use hard science and data to truly personalize your healthcare to your specific body and needs. Plus, they'll tailor your health plan to your lifestyle so it's actually achievable. Like if you can't fit in long meditation sessions or you hate a certain food, you can tell them that and they'll find a different solution that gets you the same results. You're also not going to be chasing some like fad diet or taking a supplement just because everyone else is. 
You'll be doing what's right for you. You'll receive a 50-page report covering everything from your optimal diet, exercise, and supplement routine to your risks of chronic disease and prevention strategies. You'll also get paired with a dedicated doctor and health coach who will help you understand and apply the information to make the biggest strides towards your health goals. And the amazing news is it's all done by telehealth so you can live anywhere in the U.S. and reap all of the benefits. Unfortunately, because of healthcare regulations, it is only available in the U.S. at present. Just to quickly caveat for my international listeners, I am very sorry. If you would like to try Wild Health for yourself, go to wildhealth.com Liz and enjoy an exclusive 20% off with code Liz. That's wildhealth.com Liz with code Liz for 20% off. I am really excited about this one and I truly cannot wait for you to try. Now, let's get back to the episode. It's honestly wild to me how much I can convince myself in the three days before my period starts that my entire life and entire self is broken. Yeah. And then my period comes and I'm always, somebody will be like, oh, well, like maybe it's, Zach might very gingerly be like, well, is your period coming up? Do you think this could be hormonal? And I'm like, absolutely not. I need to move. I need to get a new job. (laughs) Everything is wrong. And then I'll get my period three days later and be like, oh no, it's actually all fine. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Like it's always like that. It's always right before my period. I'm like, oh my God, everything's falling apart. Yeah. So true. And we can find so many things to attribute it to. Okay, I can't let you leave without giving us some tips for being photogenic. (laughs) How do I look good in pictures? Oh my God, you're so funny. Okay, lighting is everything. It's everything. People think that it is the way you pose and everything. But for me, it's lighting. Get in front of a big window. The morning light is the best. I'm always like, listen, if my friends are doing dating profiles, I'm like, we need to do a a photo in front of a big window or that morning, beautiful, glowy light. Okay. And really making sure it's on you. That gives your whole face and everything what you need and the true you. I think that that's so important. And then I also think angles are everything, right? You can be a completely different person if the way your phone is set. I also know that like the iPhone distorts Maybe not the new one, but like the front-facing camera distorts. Mm -hmm. So always flip it around, right? Oh, okay. Posing. I think just finding something that is really like the true you, like a true smile, like something that makes you laugh or something that makes you feel good. But lighting is number one. I always tell people, especially with photo shoots, like you have no idea what goes into it. There's so much lighting and hair and makeup and all of it. And have fun with your angles. Like I, before Mm. I even started modeling, I'll even do it now. I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like, like I have a mirror right in front of me, which you could probably tell I've been looking at it a couple of times. I'm like catching glance, but I'll have fun with it and like finding your different angles and what you think looks good and the way you pose, like have fun with it. We don't do that enough. And I love when people, I love when I see people taking selfies so much. I'm like, hell yeah, you do look good and you should snap a selfie right now. It makes me so happy. With your face, are you literally, like you said, think of something funny? Are you literally always kind of like trying to make a real – because I never know what to do with my face and I never know what to do with my hands. (laughs) Like my hands, I'm always kind of – I feel like I'm trying to like be a mime. Like I just literally don't know where they go. (laughs) I always do a hand on a hip or just like a classic – I love to play with my hair. I'll do like a hair moment. If you look at a lot of my photos, it's a hair moment. 
A hand on the hip is always good. A classic like model pose though is like they call it the pee pose. What's the pee pose? Where you like you basically put your hands together like you're holding a little pee with both of your hands. And that's just like a classic, just like a relaxed hand moment. It's very hard to it's like it doesn't feel <laughs> it doesn't like feel it right. would look good. <laughs> yeah, right. You're just like I wonder, okay, Google the pee pose. I'm going to Google it. And it's P-E-A, not P-E, because I feel like you'll get a very different, yeah, Yeah. a whole other. (laughs) Yes. That's a different podcast. And then with your face, though, you're always trying to like conjure a real thought, emotion type of thing. Yeah, because it's like you can tell when someone's just like forcing it. Yeah. I love candids, like capturing the in-betweens. I think that those are fun. Yeah, I think that's huge if you have a partner to train them to take like 40 oh. photos every time you ask for one photo and the second you hand them the phone just start shooting Shoot, until you yeah. come back and ask for it physically back from their hand because yes. other that's how you get those like weird little in-between yeah. moments and I also for me I'm not a professional but I need like 40 to 100 photos to find the one that I like every Everybody. single time yeah my okay. husband will take two and I'm like no 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 <laughs> oh no, no, no he's no, like no, you're no, a no. professional yeah I'm like no, no, no. you don't understand <laughs> do you have any hot fast fashion tips for us Having your staple honed in is so important. I think everybody should have a leather jacket, a denim jacket, a great pair of blue and black jeans, and then a great bodysuit. Those are your staples Mm. with everything else. You can build on that. But getting your staples honed in is so important. Um, And then the rest you can accessorize. What about with swimsuits? What should we be thinking about as we're swimsuit shopping? I've been having a lot of fun with prints. I think that as a plus size girl, a lot of times we're told like, get black, get the most slimming color. And I'm like, that's not fun. So I've been having a lot of fun with prints and I love a sexy one piece. I think it's so great. And I think we're approaching summer. You're seeing a lot of swimsuits. Go for the one you wouldn't normally go to. Give it a shot. I urge you to give it a shot because a lot of times I'll go for a print or a cut that I'm like, I don't know about this. And it ends up being my favorite one. I love that. Okay, we've talked about a lot of stuff today. I would love if you would leave listeners with just one homework assignment, one tip or takeaway that could help Mm -hmm. somebody listening learn to love their body. I honestly would say my homework assignment would be what we talked about with looking in the mirror right after a shower where you're at your most like vulnerable Mm. and looking and and we'll start with one. Look at your body and tell yourself one thing you want to love about yourself. It doesn't have to be something you love about yourself, but something you want to love about yourself. And I'd be really curious to see how that goes and stick with it and then build on add two things and then three things, four things, five things. If anybody listening is willing to, you should DM us and tell us Please. how it goes. I, I'm really curious. My DMs are always open. You can follow me at, at Hunter McGrady. And I always keep an open conversation with my following because I think that that's really important to – I never say like my fans or like my friends because I now I know so many of them. I would love to hear how that exercise goes. So you're at Hunter McGrady on Instagram. Can you tell us a little bit about the other projects you have working on and where else we can find you? Yeah, so I have a clothing line with QVC called All Worthy, which you can shop now. We're actually expanding into intimates in July. Bras, underwear, some slips, some short slips, things like that. And then I have a podcast called The Model Citizen Podcast, which you can listen to every Thursday. It's so fun. It's so chatty and you guys <laughs> go there. I love it. Oh, that means so much to us. Thank you so much. We have fun with it and we really dive in about like things that are taboo and not talked about. So you can also follow us at the Model Citizen Podcast on Instagram. 
And yeah, I'm just like doing a little bit of everything. (laughs) Amazing. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat today, Hunter. I loved it. Thanks, Liz. I'm so happy to be here and I can't wait to listen back. I hope you loved this episode with Hunter. I thought she was so delightful and smart and fun to talk to and had some really interesting tips that I haven't heard anywhere before. I am definitely going to try the post-shower exercise. So if you try that too, let Hunter and I know on social. If you love this episode, I would so appreciate you sharing a link on your social media or with someone in your real life who you think would benefit. My dream would be a world where no human feels limited by their feelings about how their body looks. And I am so, so passionate about giving people the tangible tools to get there. So please spread the word by sending someone a link. It is also the single best way that you can support the podcast. If you are new here, if somebody sent you a link, make sure that you're subscribed so you don't miss out on any future episodes. We have amazing ones coming up, including a brand new edition of Healthy Cooking Secrets. I have two really exciting guests for that one and an episode about how to be happier at work. Also, you guys, we are literally 50 reviews away from my 2000 review goal on Apple Podcasts. So if you have not yet left a review, could you please, please, please hop over there and do that? It doesn't matter if you listen on Apple Podcasts or not. If you have an iPhone or a Mac, you can do it. And we are so close. And if I just get 50 more reviews, I will shut up about it. And that's worth it unto itself. So please hop on over there. Just do a really quick rating review. It takes two seconds and then you don't have to hear me talk about this again. Okay. I love you. And I will see you next week on the next episode of the Healthier Together podcast. There is so much incredible science behind red light therapy. There's research going all the way back to 1903 that won a Danish physician a Nobel Prize for showing that exposure to concentrated red light accelerated physical healing. And research from NASA has shown that it boosts the production of growth factor proteins and collagen, among many other incredible things. I am obsessed with red light therapy. It is so science-supported, and I've personally seen huge, huge benefits. I use Bond Charge's Max Red Light Therapy device, which is a red light panel, so I'm not limiting its benefits to my face. I feel like the masks are so popular right now, but I would like to expose my entire body to the red light. That way, it helps with not only my skin, my collagen production, but also increasing energy, decreasing pain, repairing cellular damage, improving mental health and cognitive function, and so much more. You are not spending that much more money to get a panel versus a mask, but you get a much more versatile device with way more powerful effects. Bond Charge's Max Red Light Therapy device gives you professional-grade equipment straight at your home for the best price that I have seen anywhere. You can stand your Max panel on the floor on any flat surface, or you can hang it on the back of a door. It is really lightweight, and it is so easily stored away in the closet when you are done using it for the day. You only need 10 to 20 minutes, so Zach and I actually meditate in front of it naked, Uh, but there's lots of ways that you can habit stack it into your routine, so you do whatever sounds good to you. Check out Bond Charge's Max Red Light Therapy device now on bondcharge.com and use my exclusive promo code LizMoody at checkout. Bond Charge products are all HSA, FSA eligible, giving you tax-free savings of up to 40%. And for a limited time on top of that, my listeners will get 15% off when you order from bondcharge.com and use my exclusive promo code LizMoody at checkout. That is B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com. You will also get free shipping and a 12-month warranty. 
Go now to get this exclusive offer. That is bondcharge.com with promo code Liz Moody to get 15% off.